Welcome into the Cougar Tailgate, where BYU fandom lives. Here's your host, Lauren McClain. What's up, everybody? It's a beautiful Saturday, and I hope someone out there is having a delicious outdoor barbecue. That sounds amazing. And gearing up to play or watch some sports, whether it's your kids' baseball game or the NBA playoffs. On this show, we've highlighted the most popular sports in the country, but today, in honor of the Gold Cup that's currently being played, we'll talk about the most popular sport in the entire world, soccer or football, however you want to say it. We're bringing on New Zealander and former BYU rugby and football star Johnny Linehan to talk about the international appeal of soccer. But first, I'd like to welcome back a man whose bicycle kick could put Cristiano Ronaldo to shame, Jason Shepard. How are we, Shep? I'm doing good, and I, I really appreciated that accent. Some some rolled R's <laughs> Cristiano there. Cristiano Ronaldo. It's very yeah, nice. you got to do it. You Look, gotta I, do it. I have never attempted the bicycle kick. Uh, every time I see it, and I picture myself even attempting to do something like that, I immediately envision myself just falling flat on my back and having the wind knocked out of me <laughs> and not being able to breathe for like 15 minutes. Isn't that, I, I do that in sports too. I'll be watching, I'll even watch the NBA and see someone dunk and I'm like, what would it be like if I did that? Like I, like, yeah, do, I have do you to do dream about doing that. In, well, of course, yeah. because there's no chance I'm doing it otherwise. I know it. No. <laughs> Exactly. It's always a dream. (laughs) It's always a dream. I'm right there with you. So we're talking soccer today. Were you ever a soccer player? And I'm talking even, did you play at recess during elementary school? No. um, Soccer was not part of my upbringing whatsoever. I mean, not at all. The The only soccer that I remember from my youth, and this is a fond, fond memory, um, Back in in Kansas City, back in the day, and I actually think they're still around. I don't think they're the same league or anything, but I remember going, uh, I was probably eight or nine years old, to a Kansas City Comets soccer game. They were indoor soccer, and I'm telling you, I loved it. It was amazing. Um, they had they had an indoor soccer league here in the state of Utah several years ago. I don't know if you remember the Utah Freeze at all. Um, uh-huh. They played at the Maverick Center. Um, I loved indoor soccer. That was great. But in terms of like watching soccer or playing soccer growing up, I, I had absolutely none of that. And I'm with you. I, I'm right there with you. I it wasn't until I got older that I gained more of an appreciation for soccer. When you're younger, I mean, maybe not to play. Lots of kids play soccer. For me to watch soccer just seems so boring. I remember even in high school, I was like, no, nothing happens. But it's not until I uh, went on my mission trip, Shep, to Chile. Your vacation, did, you mean? Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> did I did I gain more of a, an appreciation? So the the Concacaf, I believe that's how you say it. It Concacaf, is. Yes. Gold Cup, which is held every two years, is happening right now, which determines the continental champion of North America, Central America, and the Caribbean. I feel like most of us as Americans only truly care about soccer when the U.S. is playing in some sort of cup or the Olympics. But in the majority of other countries, soccer is their life. It is life. In fact, referees and in some instances, players have been killed over results of matches. Super scary. I don't know why you would want to play soccer in those countries. I'm not going to lie. I've watched some documentaries. I'm like, why on earth do these people There's enough playing? pressure but- just to play the game, let alone if you don't do well that someone's going to come and kill yes. you. Exactly. But it's that important in some countries. So, Shep, what do you think the appeal of soccer is internationally? Well, it's it's difficult to even talk about because it's not something I grew up with. And obviously, the game of soccer in the United States, in terms of appeal and those that play it, 
over the last 20 years has jumped up. I mean, it's it's crazy how popular it has become from where it was. Now, it will right. it's not nor do I believe it will ever be to the level that it is, you know, outside of the United States, whether you're talking about South America, Central America, Europe. I, I don't think it will ever get to that point just because they have hundreds of years of history behind it that we just don't right. have. And I don't know if we'll ever right. catch up. But I, I just, as you mentioned, it, it really is kind of like a religion. I mean, it, 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 the equivalent of soccer elsewhere is, is kind of what we look at the game of football now in terms right. of it, it really is kind of the, the universal sport for the United States. You know, we, we talk about baseball being the America, America's pastime, and that used to be the case. But now the, the number one sport, hands down, is the National Football League. And I, right. just th- I just think that you have all that history outside of the United States that people have grown up with, and that is the sport that they grew up playing. It wasn't baseball. It wasn't basketball. It was soccer. And I think all of that just lends itself for it to be the number one sport worldwide. I agree. And I I think that with more immigration into the United States, I think that's part of the reason there's more popularity with soccer as well. I think there's more of a diverse culture that's coming into the United States, which helps that out. So I asked on Twitter, what makes the sport appealing and unique and and got some really good responses. So Jay Helquist said, games are two hours, like flat, like you can count on soccer being that time, which is awesome. It's the last game that isn't totally controlled by analytics. Games happen during the day. There are multiple great leagues, not just the NBA, MLB, or NFL, and the players move from league to league. Jordan Larson said, once you appreciate the game, it is the most viewer-friendly. No commercials, nonstop action throughout, very technical speed and still very physical. Pageantry, tradition, and rivalries. Every game ends just under two hours, so you can make definite plans for after. Now, Ship, no commercials really <laughs> is appealing to me. Yeah, the it really running is clock. when I'm watching soccer. Yeah, the running clock is fantastic. And and I have to say that while I did not grow up with soccer and it was not something that was a part of my sports viewing or playing or really my sports interest growing up, once I was able to start calling some of the BYU women's soccer games – Mm-hmm. I understand what what uh, what Jordan's talking about in terms of you you really do appreciate the game. I love calling BYU women's soccer games. It is a blast, and that running clock is certainly very appealing uh, because you know you've got that time that's that's constantly moving. But I completely understand what he's talking about. That once you understand the game and you mm-hmm. understand the nuances and the uh, the gamesmanship within. A soccer match, I can certainly understand the appeal that way. And I, I love, I mean, you know, you, you obviously were around BYU women's soccer for a long, long mm-hmm. time. And you be able to, you're able to see, you know, everything that goes into it and the strategy. And it's, it, really, it really is a, a fun game to broadcast. I've really enjoyed that the last three or four years. Some of the most incredible athletes and one of the best coaches in Jen Rockwood. And, and I... I'm right there with you. When I started uh, sidelining for women's soccer games, you when and started to understand everything a little bit better. It's you you do just gain this immense appreciation where when you watch your your five year old play soccer and <laughs> everyone's just chasing the ball. That's kind of that's kind of like the introduction to soccer, and it's it's terrible. But when you learn about the sport and everything that goes into it, it's very cerebral. 
and and it's incredible. Dave Roberts said, spacing, skill level angles, the little things you pick up in other sports as well. The buildup for the goal is usually incredible, like getting five touchdowns in one play. <laughs> and also that international spirit, rooting for your country, but also watching with the whole world. It is it is true. The buildup for the one goal, which is also something that's kind of maddening about soccer, is you're like, come on, something happened. But the buildup is if someone gets a goal you're you're kind of out of your mind, right? Well, and and I I think the point that was brought up in terms of that international spirit, you know, rooting for your country, that now obviously when you get into World Cup and things like that, you know, it, it you're you literally are talking country versus country, and and we even get a sense of that during the World Cup in terms of you know the United States versus whoever they're playing, but even even these. You know, we think of in whether it's whether it's the NBA or the NFL, Major League Baseball, you know, you, you have these regional things. And there's certainly regions um, mm-hmm. in in soccer, whether you're even talking about, you know, UEFA Cup, Champions League, any of that stuff. You know, it, it is regional, but it takes regional to the next level. I mean, you're talking it, they take it to the I mean, the the. 10th degree in terms right. of their fandom. And and I think it really does. It galvanizes communities rooting for one team. And I think that really is cool. I love that. And I love the word galvanizing. So congratulations to you. Thank it's you. Great word, word. It's word of the day. <laughs> word of the day, galvanizing. At BYU fan CJ said, playing it as a kid, going to a lot of clinics and learning new things like any sport helps build the love. Cheesy as it is, meeting the 1989 BYU men's soccer team, and having them do a clinic and then watching them play in Provo also helped. And he said, unique running for 90 minutes. Yeah. So it, it's, I feel like soccer fans are very loyal too. Just, just very, very loyal fans. Would well, you agree? Oh, there's no question about it. I, they probably are some of, if not the most loyal fans mm-hmm. to, to their team or club or sport in the world. Well, I think one of the coolest things about soccer is all it takes is a ball. So even someone in the poorest of circumstances can learn to play and practicing and actually get really good at the sport. My husband told me in Brazil he saw little kids tape up garbage bags to Mm -hmm. make a ball because they couldn't afford a real one, but it worked for them. And and when I was in Chile on my mission trip, once again, um, there were soccer fields all over the place and, and people playing in the streets. And when you're there seeing these people and their passion for the sport, you can't help but start to appreciate and enjoy it. And it's a huge part of the tradition and culture. Chile and Argentina are rivals in soccer, and it can get super vicious. It was awesome to be there and see uh, some of the stuff that goes on. But, Ship, does the United States have a rival when it comes to international sports? I was thinking about this, and I don't, I don't know if they do. Is there a rival? Uh, look, I, I mean, I, I aren't, aren't – isn't every country our rival? I mean, yeah, I guess so. I mean, isn't uh, – I mean, like, the United States is kind of like the Dallas Cowboys, right, or the L.A. Lakers. <laughs> That, that Everyone hates everybody, them. everybody thinks that you're their <laughs> rival. I mean, isn't that basically what it is? Everyone wants to beat you. When you're the no, greatest I, country in the world, everybody's going to hate you. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I was thinking Russia back in the old uh, Yeah, back in the Cold, days, the cold you know? War. Yes. But, I mean, that that's the closest I could come up with a rival. And you know, I think that's one of the fun things that, yeah. that, that about international soccer is almost every team has this intense rival. So, all right, now let's talk about one of the worst things about soccer. Flopping. Flopping drives me bonkers. And really, Shep, I'm sorry for this, but men's soccer, I think, is worse (laughs) than women's. They really are. So is flopping worse in soccer or in the NBA playoffs, Shep? Well, (laughs) look, it it has creeped into the NBA so much that they now have fouls 
specifically for flopping. Like, you get fined specifically for flopping. That's how bad it got. Nothing will ever be worse than soccer. When it, and I don't even know if flopping is the right word. Because it's not... The, the flopping that you see is, is takes flopping to, like, the next level. Because it's not just that they have to fall down. It's that they have to fall down and act as if somebody ran at them with a machete, you know, and, you know, cut off their foot. That's how they have to act when they fall to the ground. The theatrics really are something. They they get they get nicked into a backflip. Yeah, as yeah, if, yes. seriously. Or somebody it's... gets a little too close as they run by them, and they'll jump five feet to the right and fall down and roll over and hold their ankle. <laughs> I know it's so bad. It's gotta go. Yeah. But I guess it is part of the sport. Uh, maybe some people find it endearing. I don't. It, it it's annoying. Me all right, since chances are a lot of you listening are just casual soccer fans, I'm going to tell you some random facts about soccer or football Thank you. that I bet you didn't know according to steelsoccer.com. All right, yeah. a soccer field is called a pitch because fields that are made to regulation standards are pitched or sloped five degrees upwards from one end to the other. The teams switch sides, so each has to play slightly uphill. Did I, you I, know that? I did know that, yes. Well, I should I call, have known that. I call it a pitch while I'm calling the games, yes. Well, you call it a pitch. I didn't. I've called it a pitch. I just you didn't know for you didn't some you didn't know reason, as to didn't why know it was sloped. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's not. It's like okay. a it's like a pitch roof. You know, that's what's about. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. There you go. I mean, logically, I should have figured that out, but but uh, here we are. From 1919 to 1921, the first American professional soccer league, the USSA, paid its players just 35 cents per goal scored. So Ooh. I mean, that's probably why it's not popular. <laughs> United States here 35 cents here you're like, you like here's what we're gonna do we're look you can make as much money as you want I mean that's that's the beauty of this whole thing we're gonna pay you yes. per goal and like everything's like <laughs> one nil somebody's making like 35 <laughs> cents and that's it one guy gets paid every game I know it's terrible all right last one Lucille I think that's how you pronounce it the city that will host the 2022 FIFA World Cup final game does not yet exist. It will be in Qatar, and they're building it just for the World Cup. They are creating a city what? for the World Cup, and that is how popular soccer is internationally. They're just creating... Yes. They didn't have enough cities that they could have just used? Nope. I did nope. not know that. That is uh, that is fascinating. A new, brand new, shiny city just for the 2022 World Cup next year. So there you go. Okay, well... It's going to be interesting. Very nice. There you go. There it is. Coming up, we'll get an international perspective on the popularity of soccer with the Kiwi Cowboy, Johnny Linehan. Don't go away. This is Cougar Tailgate. Welcome back to the Cougar Tailgate. I'm Lauren McLean. It's time to bring on a guy who has a love for all things kicking, former BYU rugby star and football punter who was married to a former BYU soccer star, Johnny Linehan. Thanks for coming on, Johnny. No worries. I got time for you any day, Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> good to hear that accent and good to be back with you. So now that your days of punting, kicking, and loving every day are in the past, uh, what are you up to these days? Yeah, just reminiscing on what could have been and what should have been. Uh, so I'm, so I, I work in FP&A, which is a realm of finance for a software company in Lehigh called Jolt. So I've been here for about a year, and it's been a ride. It's been awesome, kind of at a startup, on the startup train, trying to learn things and figure it out as we go. But 
definitely miss the sports life and uh, get caught up dreaming in that most days. Okay, so I so Johnny and I live in the same. We don't live in the same subdivision, but we live in the same development. And so okay. I, I yes, yeah, so I I keep wondering because we in our in our community we now have a second uh, pool that was just opened, and <laughs> so I see a lot of like former BYU football players at the pool quite a bit. I'm wondering when I'm going to see Johnny Linehan at the pool, just kicking it around, uh, you know, soaking <laughs> up the rays. Well, Jason, you live in the much more expensive development or subdivision so i'm i'm still i'm still over in there trying to jump the fence to get into the pool but i was uh, gonna ask if you're the guy sneaking guys in sneaking the other football players into the pool yeah i'm the reason they have to have the 24-hour security no we'll, we'll be there unfortunately my son actually split his lip open had to get 14 stitches yesterday so he's not going to be able to oh, swim for no. the next couple of weeks oh that's but sad. that gives me that gives me 14 days to try and get rid of this dad bod. So um, you might see me. You might see me running laps around Vineyard here soon. All right, sounds good. All right. Well, well, clearly you have an appreciation for soccer, Johnny, as a former kicker, because your marriage to former BYU soccer star Marissa Nimmer, she was incredible. So, in your opinion, what is the biggest draw or appeal to soccer? What do you think? The girls that play soccer definitely. <laughs> <laughs> in your unbiased opinion in my unbiased opinion but yeah that was one of my <laughs> wish list items that i was fortunate enough to check off <laughs> <laughs> i love it what I was no, i yeah. think yeah soccer soccer is an interesting sport right i think i'm not good enough to play soccer i'll just be straight up a lot of people you know on our church team my wife when she's not pregnant, which seems like every year now that we have three kids. So we gotta so we gotta settle that piece down. But they're always like, Oh, why don't you play? Why don't you play? Well, I they don't understand. I can kick it hard, but I don't have the finesse and the skills with my feet that these soccer players have. So it really is a, a technical sport. There are some aspects that I don't love about it, like the flopping and the acting, but that's like the NBA. That's like most sports these days. That's like being a punter. So I can also appreciate that side of things. But as far as kind of sitting down watching soccer, especially watching the U.S. team, I think that's that gets me pretty excited because as an adopted American, I do like seeing the U.S. play good soccer and win on the national stage. Johnny, do you have to force yourself to say soccer? Does it still is that natural for you to call it soccer or is it will, will it always be football to you? <laughs> no, so football is yeah. So we we actually call it in New Zealand we call soccer soccer, right? That's oh, more of a European oh, thing. Where you it's do, football, so, yeah. Oh. But we also don't care about it, so I don't think anyone really cares <laughs> what you call it. But we do call football gridiron. So okay, yeah. But football to me is is football, right? Like throwing, punting. Yeah. That's football to me, so I'll call it soccer. <laughs> okay, okay. so you have obviously a history with rugby, you have a history with football, and obviously you, you have a history with, with soccer. So of your three kids, or maybe more, depending on how things go, uh, what sport do you want your kids to play the most? If you're going to put them into one, what's it going to be? Yeah, so my girls... They're going to play soccer. They have to, right? They have to follow my wife's footsteps. I think it's pretty cute running around little soccer shorts with their ponytails, scoring goals. <laughs> and my daughter, she's two. 
And then my other one was obviously just born a few weeks ago. But my my oldest daughter, JJ, she's already pretty good with the ball at her feet. So is my son. He's four. I would love my son to play basketball uh, because I love the fact that you take the weather out of basketball. You're inside, so you don't have to sit out in the cold. Right. So I, I would love him to play an indoor sport. Yes. But maybe when we get to that stage, <laughs> football will all be indoors as well. So I don't really know. Just whatever they're passionate about, whatever they love. Obviously, I'd love it if he played football and and I could train him up to be a punter and a kicker. But at the end of the day, just seeing him be happy and her be happy is the most important thing to me. So no rugby, huh? You didn't. I didn't hear you say rugby well, in there. Yeah, well, r- rugby, rugby would be fun, right? And but the fact is, is in America, while it's up and coming, it's not. I don't know. It's difficult to really get too excited about. So right. maybe by then, right? Rugby will be the up and coming sport that I want to play. That I do want my son to learn how to tackle like a rugby player. I think it's a lot mm-hmm. safer. But I think it's going to be difficult for him to fall in love with the game when it's not as prevalent here in the states. Definitely. Well, you're from New Zealand where rugby is the favorite sport, uh, clearly. You said no one cares about soccer in New Zealand, but what's soccer like in the Kiwi country when when your team's playing? There's got to be some love when when the team international team's playing, right? I didn't even know we had a team. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so when where was the World Cup a few years ago? I, I, I don't know. I want to say... No, it wasn't in South Africa, but there was a World Cup recently. I don't know which World Cup. It wasn't this last one because New Zealand didn't qualify, but it was the one before then. And New Zealand, believe it or not, they were the only undefeated team in the whole tournament. So we took that as a lot of, you know, we took that as a lot of pride. We didn't win anything. We didn't lose anything. We drew, so we didn't make it through the group stage, but we were the only undefeated team. So we'll hang the banner for that. And we'll get behind the boys every four years if they happen to make the World Cup, which they really ever do. But it's interesting. I believe if I was to look at the statistics, I'm kind of just spitballing based off an assumption. I think more people, especially more kids in New Zealand, play soccer than they do rugby. It's unfortunate, but that's kind of the the way that it's going now with with the safety and the measures that people take to protect their heads and concussions. So I think rugby is slowly moving away as it has seen some of that rough sport. So maybe New Zealand will be up and coming and we have a melting pot of different nationalities and different cultures in New Zealand. And maybe we can have a good diverse team in the future. But right now, yeah, we're pretty bad, but it's still fun to watch and get behind the boys every time they're on the TV. Johnny, obviously as, as an international guy, you, you can speak to this, somebody that's been here long enough and experienced athletics here in the United States, but also coming from another country that has its own, you know, fandoms and things like that. You could, I want you to talk as it pertains to soccer, but maybe bigger picture sports in general. How, how, how are are athletics and sports viewed differently here in the United States versus maybe, you know, where you're from in New Zealand or if you're aware of other places. How is it different from outside the United States to being a sports fan in the United States? It's really different. It's fun. I think high school in New Zealand specifically, I was on our, our top rugby team and we weren't great, but we weren't bad, right? And no one would come to the games. Really, no one has school spirit in New Zealand. Here, even on the football team in the locker room, people were like, oh, I went to 
this high school and, oh, I went to that high school and we have better football in Florida or California than Utah. And there was all this banter. I, I wouldn't care in New Zealand. I was like, I went to this high school because it was the cheapest and closest to us. And that's, that's where I ended up going. <laughs> so the, the school spirit here is really cool. And not, not just at high school, but when you get to college, it's awesome. You look at BYU women's soccer, Southfield, those games are always packed. They're always cranking. People love it, right? They look forward to soccer season. They love going out to it. They have the drums. They have the student section. They have the chanting. It's it's really neat and really unique. And I would encourage most people, especially if they're BYU fans, if they haven't been to a women's soccer game, they have to go because it's a great experience. And we're one of the best teams in the country year in, year out. So there's really no excuse and, and so, I mean, America is just different. When you have, you know, 25 times the, the people in America, it's obviously going to be different. But I, I do want my kids to experience that U.S. high school that you see on, you know, some of these shows like High School Musical, because I feel like that's very realistic. Yes, everyone just sings and dances. That, yeah. It happens yeah. every day. Everyone, everyone choreographs a dance before coming. <laughs> Yeah, hey, I'll tell you absolutely. what, if I knew Vanessa Hutchins was going to be at my high school or in, in the U.S., I probably would have come. I mean, if I didn't find Marissa, <laughs> oh obviously, gosh. right? Yeah. <laughs> Pre-Marissa. No, I, I yeah. absolutely agree with you about uh, women's soccer and BYU soccer. They are so awesome. Everyone needs to see a game. And I love that you mentioned, Johnny, about because this is something I didn't think about, that soccer may be increasing in popularity because of it's safer, right? It's safer than some of these other sports that they're coming out with, with studies about that are, you know, hurt your brain and everything. So that's actually something I didn't, I didn't think about, but you and I have, uh, have played soccer with each other. And by that, I mean, we did a shootout with, with like kickballs, I think <laughs> a couple of years ago. So I have seen you kick a goal and you're not that bad. You're not that bad. So if you did, if you did play soccer, which position would you play? Do you think? Yeah, there'd really be two, right? If I was to play right now, I feel like I would have the most success as a goalkeeper just because I can use my hands and you can arguably get away with tackling people. Uh, otherwise, I would like to play, you know, in the midfield because I think I could make some good passes. It's I enjoy running for the most part, not when I'm deep in my end zone. But other than that, I do not, I, I do not hate running. Um, I have learned to hate it, but I do enjoy it sometimes so I think I like to play in the midfield where I can go and score I'm no good with my head you know we could be out there 10 out of 10 times you could lob it up to me and I'm going to miss every single time most of the time I'll probably even miss my head but (laughs) kicking the ball is a lot of fun to me no matter what shape it is so it would be fun to get out on the pitch and and have a go all right I love it all right so if anyone wants to see Johnny play go to go to a church ball game And uh, you'll see some great theatrics. All right, Johnny, you're awesome. Thank you so much for coming on and taking the time with us today. No worries. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Johnny. I'll see you at the pool. (laughs) Yeah, sounds good. See ya. (laughs) (laughs) All right, and that does it for us today. Thanks again to Johnny Linehan and Jason Shepard for coming on the show with me. You can join the Cougar Tailgate virtually, of course, every Saturday at noon Mountain Time or download, rate, and review our podcast on Apple, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, or on BYUradio.org. This is Cougar Tailgate.